Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to uh, Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool. Uh, you might see something a little bit different, and that is the absence of my beautiful co-host. Uh, my wife, Kat, unfortunately has very, very bad case of uh, bronchitis right now. So she had to sit this one out. It's going to be the first time I've ever done the show solo. Um, it's kind of giving me anxiety. I'm probably going to fuck everything up because uh, she's kind of the glue that holds this together. So uh, everybody send Kat your prayers and wishes and stuff that she gets better soon. Um, although she's a lot stronger in illness than I am. I'm always a whiny bitch and she's taking it like a fucking champ. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate she can't be here. So, uh, if you are joining us tonight on Facebook, make sure that you go to streamyard.com slash Facebook, give them permission to see your name. That's the only thing that they get to see. They don't get to do anything else, collect your data or sell it or any of that shit. So that's a no go. Just go there. That way I can see who's, uh, commenting, uh, tonight we welcome back. It was our first guest ever, uh, Dr. Rob Garcia. Um, he's been a longtime friend. He's a, like I said, he's a doctor. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's an Air Force veteran. He's just, he, he's a fucking God. Lowercase G, of course, because I'm not a blasphemer. Um, so we'll be bringing him on shortly. Um, if you want to check out some of the old episodes, including his first one, uh, make sure you go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also find us at Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We're on like two dozen of them, so you can find us just about anywhere. Don't forget to uh, like and share this uh, so that other people can enjoy this shit show. Uh, tonight, um, man, I'm so bummed that can't be cat can't be here. But uh, tonight we're gonna be doing um, I call it a Kentucky Russian. I've never had it before, but I'm gonna make it. It's uh, similar to a White Russian, but instead of the Kahlua or or coffee liqueur, uh, my sister got me this bottle of Buffalo Trace bourbon cream, and it's fucking delicious. So I'm gonna just it just sounded good. So. Um, Got my rocks glass right here. We're gonna start with an one ounce of 22 salute vodka, vodka with a per they are not a paid sponsor, but this bottle of vodka has earned a permanent spot on my bar because not only is the mission fucking awesome, but uh the vodka's fucking awesome. I'm not even a vodka drinker, and I and I like this. It's starting uh well saying is I've had this bottle for like a week and it's already almost gone. It should say something. I'm not an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. Uh, but yeah, one ounce of that. One ounce of the uh, bourbon cream from Buffalo Trace. If you like uh, Irish coffee, this is definitely, definitely some good stuff. And then finally, uh, top it off with some milk or cream if you don't like milk. I don't know if this is going to taste good. I've never made one of these. So we're about to find out. But this is a Kentucky Russian. Oh, 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 yeah. That is the stuff. Um, yeah, get yourself some 22 Salute Vodka and some uh, bourbon cream and some milk. It's, it's fucking life-changing. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, so right before we bring Dr. Rob on, let me go ahead and get through all the sponsors, the ones who make this uh, shit show possible. Um, I really wish Kat was here to help me out with this. I'm... I'm going to cry. So our first sponsor, as always, is 5 by 5 Brewing Company. They're a battle-born Texas-made veteran brewing company based in Mission, Texas, uh, co-founded by Army veteran George Rice. With beers like the 40-millimeter stout, brunette bombshell, and foobar, it's no surprise this, Texas has uh, this brewery has taken over the Texas market from the Valley all the way to the Panhandle. Uh, they're supposed to be going national by the end of the year, uh, so kudos to them for doing that. Uh, ask your local bar restaurant or grocer to start carrying five by five brewing today you can find out more information about them at 5x5brewing.com facebook.com slash 5x5brewing 956-445-5421 is where you can call them or email them at info at 5x5brewing.com um Another sponsor is going to be OMOG Construction, founded by Marine vet Seth Knox and his buddy Matt Anders. They're general contractors serving the greater Houston area with a focus on concrete. No job too big or too small from residential and commercial to industrial foundations and pads. OMOG Construction has you covered. Uh, you can find them at omogco.com. That's omaco.com. Facebook.com slash omogco. Or Instagram, O-M-O-G-C-O. That stands for one Mexican, one Weto. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Weto is Spanish slang for white dude. So it's a Mexican and white dude construction. Uh, fantastic fucking uh, 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 concrete jobs. I wish I could afford to have them put some stuff on my house, but unfortunately, 
that's not in the cards for me. Um, our next sponsor for the night is going to be a quick start mortgage powered by Uverse. Um, it is founded by Nathan Einkorn. You can get a hold of him at in Einkorn. That's N E I N K O R N at U, the letter U, mortgage.com. You can call them at 720-980-9988. Facebook at Quick Start Mortgage Group and Instagram, Colorado Colorado Mortgage Broker. And my words aren't fucking working. Um, But essentially, it's the convenience of an online lender with only better rates and dedicated staff of highly trained mortgage brokers. To make sure your uh, mortgage process goes smoothly, um, they're also found uh, veteran. Oh, Jesus, stop, cut, and go. Okay, they're also part of the vetted VA, which is just means that they know VA loans backwards, forwards, and if you have a uh, VA benefits, they're gonna square you away. And uh, the last sponsor for the night is actually our guest for the night, who is also our first guest ever. But it's a uh, shift advanced life. Uh, design magazine, which I love because I've been featured in it three times because, uh, yeah, I'm a badass and their magazine's a badass and that's how things work. Badasses go with badasses. But uh, the entire staff is all Air Force. Uh, you can find all kinds of badass entrepreneurial advice, interviews, um, resources, networking, all that stuff. But it's uh, Robert Garcia founded it. It's a great business to uh, or a great magazine to follow. You can go to uh, shiftlifedesign.com and that's where you find it. And finally, our editing and distribution done by Knucklehead Media Group at Knucklehead MG on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and knuckleheadagency.com. And uh, yeah, that's where you go. And uh, so, yeah, let's get this shit going. Uh, what's up, Mr. Rob? JD, can I tell you how much I love that intro? Holy shit. You got through it, man. And you did fine. And. Thank you for the nice things you said about me, about Shift Magazine, everything. I, I'm super excited for this. Uh, and before we, we get into it, um, let's just give a shout out to 22 Salute because that is what I am drinking tonight. I am having a uh-huh. fancy Air Force lemon drop. Uh, I have a blood red, orange, and lime garnish because that's how we roll here in San Diego. Dude, that is – that is uh, – a. <clears throat> That's fancy. That's the, <laughs> that's the only word I can think of. Yeah, so yeah. It's epic. We're, 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 we're drink twinsies. 22salute.com. Eric Ranks is the greatest sponsor I've ever had, and he's a, a stellar human being. I just wrote a press release about him tonight. He is such an amazing guy. Um, he never served. His dad was a Vietnam vet, and he started a nonprofit to help veterans because he, he saw – um, veterans that weren't being treated well by the VA. So giant shout out Eric ranks for 22 salute. Incredible company. Yeah. I, um, he doesn't sponsor us. This is actually the second episode in a row that we featured the 22 salute. It's not sponsored. Um, he's not paying us. He's not asking us to do this. It's just really good shit. And I love, love, love the mission behind it. Yeah. And, and like I said, in the, in the, in the beginning, like I'm really not even a vodka drinker. This stuff is, has definitely, got my attention there we go let me let me adjust the uh crazy lighting i'm not an instagram influencer so i don't have all the uh fancy gear there we go i look a little more human all right so you know how you've been on the show before you know uh basically how it goes for those of you who are just tuning in um when we do have guests on and they're industry leaders business owners anything like that they're not here to sell their their latest book their latest service their latest product um, we're here to find out who they are all, off the clock, behind the scenes, under the influence. Uh, but we do give them an opportunity at the very beginning to uh, to sell their wares. Outside of that, no fucking shop talk. So, uh, Rob, the next three minutes is yours to talk about Shift or anything else you want to talk about. Copy all. Jesus, no pressure. All right. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I am a visibility strategist, which means a PR rep on steroids. I write press releases. I own Shift Advanced Life Design Magazine. Here we go with uh, U.S. Marine Corps vet michael penny um and i will help you to become a highly visible industry leader through the use of magazine articles business articles press releases media outreach uh i was able to get two of my clients on the news last week about 12 people on the news in my career i will help you to become a business celebrity just reach out if you have any questions that's my pitch man that was that was quick down and dirty that's awesome 
don't fuck around, JD. Come on. Yeah, you, know? you, you got that elevator elevator pitch just like. <laughs> so, real quick, shout out to Cat Tierney. So sorry she can't be on the show tonight. Um, I, I hope I hope you got a chicken soup for her, taking care of her, man, because she is the the life and 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 blood of this show. To be honest, she really she really like. I when we first started this show three years ago, I had no clue how we were gonna do and uh, uh, play well or not play well on on the air live. Uh, it was kind of a, a weird experiment for the house, and and having her to be part of this podcast is probably the only reason it's lasted as long as it has. Um, definitely couldn't do it without her, and it like I'm not kidding when I say it really bums me out to do a show without her. So um she's upstairs i took her meds right before i came downstairs to to uh do this uh it was a long day today man <laughs> i'm i'm just i haven't even gotten in, in home mode yet I, w- I got to the house like 17 minutes before we were on the air dude i appreciate that so much honestly um i i know what it feels like man i had uh I had someone call me this morning super early and they didn't like preface it with anything. They just called me across messenger, which I really hate. I I always tell people, look, text me first. I don't even pick up for family. I am that cold. Um, (laughs) You know, it's San Diego. So, right. So, so an East coast call comes in at like seven 30 or eight and I'm still in my underwear. I'm still like cooking eggs and shit, just trying to start my fucking day. And I was really mad when I saw it. And then I, I reached out like an hour later because this is another vet. This is a very a, a great guy. And I just reached out and I said, please text me first. That's all, man. I, I love you to death. I don't want to be a dick, but I I, I hate un, um, unannounced phone calls, especially over Messenger. It makes like three things in my fucking apartment start ringing, and it makes me insane. <laughs> I'm slightly autistic. I hate ringtones for fuck's sake. Do you, do you have like a, a smart house where everything's linked together? I've usually got three computers on and my phone at the same time. So uh, like a messenger call, holy shit, three things will start ringing. I'll be like confused and shit. Like what the fuck's happening? And, and, and <laughs> yeah, it irritates the shit out of me. I've been added to so many messenger groups where they, all these people, they talk like 13 year old girls text. So yeah. I, I, my messenger is uh, all my notifications are completely turned off. Like, I don't know if I have anything until I actually check my messages in messenger. So if you've messaged me and I didn't get back to you, that's why. Cause you can blame all the other assholes that just talk too fucking much. Yeah. I, um, I put my phone to silent. A lot of times I'm starting to realize the importance of time blocking. I did get back to that guy because he's awesome. We had a talk and, um, he he said something that was like going to bring me business. And so I'm glad I took it. And I just, I, I just, I've reached a point JD where I have to be a lot more stringent with my time because I have so many people. I'm not, dude, I'm not trying to toot my own heart or sound fucking self, self-important. Um, but I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm having 15 to 20 conversations a day and I got to fucking just chill out a little bit and focus on like the client stuff. It's great. Trust me. When you first met me, when we first talked, I remember I was in the North park apartment up the street. I was in the street with my phone talking to you for the first time, hearing about your air force career. Um, I love that. Oh, I'm going to ruin his fucking soul just for, just for cat. Um, (laughs) but it was, it was such a different time. And I'll, I'll tell you, I would much rather be deluged with people versus having nothing like having no contact, like no, nobody giving a shit about what I do. And it means that I'm doing it right. It means that I'm doing attraction marketing. It means that it means that I have kind of, I've cut the Russian, if you know, Rocky four. Remember that when he's fighting Drago and he's just yeah, yeah. shit beat out of him. And then finally he hits him, he connects and he fucking drew blood. And, the and you're like, and you're like, if he dies, he dies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the announcer screams out, he's cut the Russian. And that's a, that's a business euphemism. It means you've hit a tipping point as Malcolm Gladwell will say, I haven't drank enough. If I can quote Malcolm Gladwell, but you've hit <laughs> the tipping point to where your business does not need ads 
It does not need like like any type of artificial shit to lure people into you. Uh, I'm all about word of mouth and referrals, but I've worked my ass off to get there, especially in 2023. But sorry, I'm talking shop. Uh, <laughs> Dude, honestly, like I, we haven't done business together in, in quite a while outside of, you know, you're sponsoring the show. Um, you know, I, I, I essentially closed my business down about two years ago, just shy two years ago. And, but I still oh. push the shit out of you just because of all the coaches and mentors and everybody else that I, that I dealt with. You're, you, you're the one that actually put literally put your money where your mouth was. You spent money out of your pocket to get my product in front of larger names, celebrities. And, and like, uh, with the American badass when, you know, like you went above and beyond what anybody else ever did. And, and that's something that stuck with me forever. So, until the day I die, I want to be pushing doc, Dr. Rob when it comes to visibility, period. That that means a lot, man. And, and I got to say, like, my first two businesses failed hard. And I had I had a skateboarding company and I had a life coaching company before I became Dr. Rob, like before I became the warrior strategist. And Southpaw was never – there was never any fundamental flaws in it. It was a, a very high-quality product, but you and I had to learn. You and I had to like kind of, we were both ascending at the same time, starting off at the same time and just trying to figure out how to run a fucking business. And I was trying to run service-based. You were trying to run goods-based. And you had, I still had two of your hats like in my corner. I break out once in a while because I don't want to fucking, I only break them out for certain. I want to keep it as long as I can. I love Southpaw and it's going to come back. I don't give a shit when anyone pets. And now, God damn it, I'm, I'm Luke Skywalker with a fucking green lightsaber. <laughs> and I will pull up Southpaw, Southpaw in so many fucking ways. So, dude, when it comes back, and it will, it will be the number one veteran hat company. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It, it's, yeah, I, I'm doing it again on the side, but it's definitely a side hustle. Even though I'm working for the man again, dude, my stress level is so much lower. Yeah. And and now that I can use like anything that I that that Southpaw gets that's just used as, as fun or not just fun money. Like Southpaw paid for mining cats glasses last year. And, and you know, just so it, it's extra side money. And I definitely want to do that again. And I would like to get to the point where I could hire one or two just commission sales type people that way they're doing the sales. If it gets to the point where I can't do the production, farm that out. But unless it's, unless it's netting me like seven figures a fucking year for five years straight, I'm not leaving my job like that. And I love my job. I work at a steel mill now. Like I make lava. I mean, it's fucking cool. I'm burned all the time. I'm dirty all the time, but it's no two days are the same. And it's a constant adrenaline rush. I, I love that. And you know, I've, I've hit the fucking ground a few times and I've, for those of you that don't know me, and let's JD, can we give a shout out to everybody in comments real quick? Because I just checked the comment section, and it's everybody that we fucking love. Yeah, we um, got uh, we got Mark Dudek in here. We got a uh, Wade Saxon yeah. with a uh, smoking bacon. Which Wade, I need to get a hold of you so we can get on there. I've dropped the ball like too many fucking times. Hopefully, you'll forgive me for that. But yeah, we need to make that shit happen. Wade just uh, did a great interview with James Futorez, uh, another veteran, and I was glad to see those guys linking up. It was a very weird pairing, but um, glad to see it. Uh, so, yeah, Mark Dudek, the Hardscape Packer, and uh, Brandon Harris, who just started a cigar company in, in Houston, uh, like a mobile events company. So we promoting that Shift Magazine. But uh, just want to give a shout out to everybody watching this. Uh, thank you guys for all the support. Like, I, I could not be Rob the Warrior Strategist without all you guys, your support, and your love. So I'm going to say something about Mark real quick, and then we're off the shop talk. We're going to get to the train wrecks and the, and the toilet humor. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, Mark Dudek, uh, that's M-A-R-K-D-U-D-E-K. Hey, Mark, can you put in the comments uh, your link for your new uh, hardscaping uh, uh, classes that you've got? Because I bought it. It's 47 bucks, and we're going to do some badass shit in our backyard. Hardscaping, if you don't know what that is, it's like really fancy stone landscaping for your yard he can explain it way better than me but uh 
outdoor permanent landscape and increase the value of your home. And Mark is yeah the 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 return on investment for hardscaping versus anything else that you're gonna do, um, especially outdoors. Uh, hardscaping has the highest return on investment if you're trying to sell your house later on or anything like that. So, uh, Mark is your man. The dude is he's a master at his craft. You got to check out his shit. Like if I could stone pathways, lagoons, get cat in a bikini in, in the lagoon, one of Mark's lagoons. Holy shit. Dude, I'll get cat in a bikini anywhere. I fucking can. (laughs) Man, we've been together 20 years and, and every time I get to see your boobs, I'm still like, yes, boobs. Dude, I still don't know how you sort of check that hot, to be honest with you. I, I think you're a hypnotist or something. I mean, I've, I've done okay in my day, but but I just see you and Kat together. I'm just like, fuck, that's the life. That's Man, I've just kept her really life. medicated for 20 years. <laughs> I mean, how, else, how else does a six fucking land a nine? Uh, <laughs> lots of booze and low, low uh, bad eyesight <laughs> is, is my formula. <laughs> so... You mentioned it earlier that you're in, you're in San Diego, Southern yeah. California. I actually lived there when I was like real young. My dad was in Coronado. And uh, I vaguely, vaguely remember. Mainly, I just remember the bridge going over the bay. And uh, I remember being uh, going to some Padres games when I was real young. But that's about it. But outside of that, I have like these stereotypical views of California. You know, basically what we get. And I'm sure you've got some very stereotypical views of, of Texas where we're at. And uh, so I kind of just want to go, you know, the, the differences in culture, the differences in, in uh, the way we think, the way we do things as residents of our, of our local area. Because everybody knows California is, oh, crazy lefties and blah, blah, blah. And everybody knows Texas is, you know, riding horses and shooting six shooters, which there's nothing wrong with either one of those. But yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, so, let's jump into it, man. Um, so I've lived in both, but I was born and raised in California. I was born and raised in Humboldt County, which is a small logging town. But the funniest part is that I was actually raised around a lot of cowboys. Um, Eureka is nothing but loggers, cowboys, rodeos. And then Arcata, where HSU is, is like full of hippies. And I was a skateboarder. My mom was a hippie. So it's a very weird place, and it's the Emerald Triangle, so there's a lot of pot, a lot of drugs. Uh, I left... Geographically, where is that? Is that, like, northern, I would assume? It is one of the most northwestern towns in California on the coast. So it's a small fishing-slash-logging town, um, a cluster of, like, four small towns. And it's like a Stephen King novel, bro. It's like, it, it went <laughs> back to, like, 92. You step in, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, the target is the most modern building there is. It's it's Shermer, Illinois. And the jail. So <laughs> I joined the Air Force at 21. And Air Force, as you know, basic training is in San Antonio. So I spent a good minute in Texas. Um, basic training was San Antonio. Then my first tech school was Wichita Falls. So I had some time in Texas, and it was great. Um, so I got to learn some of the, some of the local culture. And then my active duty station was Shreveport, Louisiana, which is like, I'm, I'm going to get beaten up for this, but East, East Texas, pretty much. Um, oh yeah. That's it's right across very, the border, but yeah. 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 It's three hours from Dallas. And so we would go to Dallas. We'd go to deep Ellum um, to go party. Cause we're stupid. I would go to Tyler, Texas. My God. Uh, in one of the bars in Tyler, Texas, I met a girl that looked like a young Britney Spears. And I Wait, sh- what year was this? <sighs> 99 2000 okay so it was cat and i actually lived in tyler uh that's where cat uh did her uh, respiratory therapy school was at the college in tyler nice and I, I i'm sure you've seen heard us talk about the 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 house that we lived in that was like super fucking haunted <laughs> it was in tyler or just right outside of tyler that's awesome um yeah, like I said, I, I dated a girl that looked like a young Britney Spears. And I met her at some crazy place in, in Tyler. Um, I have a great degree of respect for Texas. And I think when people get super hemmed up talking shit about states they don't live in, I think they're watching too much Fox News. Because Fox News, and, and, and I don't want to get political. I don't want to get heavy. But I'll just say... Um, if you're focused on states you don't live in, 
you're not focusing on the important shit, regardless of where you live. You're not focusing on your family. You're not focusing on your spouse. You're not focusing on your job. You're not focusing on your income. And so when I hear all this hate from California or Texas or whatever, readjust your priorities. You shouldn't give a shit. Enjoy where you're at. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the experience of being you. It's it's fun. I used to be one of those super angry political people. And it wasn't that I was political. It's just I was angry at the way I saw things going and not being able to do anything about it. Yeah. And then especially when when right around the time frame when when everybody was going to Facebook from MySpace and and you didn't realize that there were trolls out there that would you know get you going on purpose yeah. and and I would just go off and do these fucking huge diatribes and and finally it got to the point where it's like I was just tired of being angry all the time and 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 I I I call it my 3 foot bubble. You know, if it's not my 3 foot bubble then fuck it. You know, I it still comes back and gets me sometimes, but I try to just focus on my three foot bubble. You know, my three foot bubble is my home, my work, my bank account. And if it doesn't affect those, then fuck it. I think it's a great way to look at it. And I, like I said, I lived in both places. I had a hell of a good time in Texas. And the one area that Texas will take on nearly everybody is barbecue. They will not fuck around. I had some of the best food I've ever had in Texas. Do you know that there's a, I think it's seven different styles of barbecue just in the state of Texas. Yes. And of those styles, uh, Texas took five of the top 10 spots of national barbecue. I believe it. And my last relationship, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. My last relationship with, was with a girl from Texas, and she was brilliant. She was awesome, and she was amazing. It, it didn't work out, and that's okay. But I'm just going to say I liked a lot of her characteristics. She had a lot of great qualities, and I loved that she was from Texas because she, she was very into her family. She was very um, into morals. She was very smart. She was a fucking great person, and it just, you know, there were reasons it didn't work out, and that's okay. Probably all my fault. I'll say it. Um, but I'll just say Texas girls are badass because they're a lot more down to earth. They're a lot easier to talk to. Um, I have a lot of great things to say about the country of Texas. And I say, I'm right. Very Damn right. Now, it's, it's funny you say that about the Texas girls though, is uh, I used to, I used to uh, do the singer singer songwriter circuit in, in uh, the, like the Hill country, in South Texas, you know, trying to chase that dream of, of, being a musician before I realized that, yeah, that shit ain't ever going to happen. But one of the things I'd always say it during my set, you know, if you're in love with a Texas girl, raise your glass. If you're not, raise your standards. Whew. That's a smooth line. Good for you. I, I agree. I, I have, I have never met a girl from Texas that I dated that I didn't respect a, a, an amazing amount. Um, and, and, and Texas itself, this is the first difference between the two. If you're from Texas, you're ready to die for Texas. California, oh, not. Right. I like California. I like California. But I am not hardcore committed to it. Whereas Texans are like Hezbollah. Like they are ready to fucking mount up, grab some guns, and die for the republic. And I, Do you I, know I, why that is? And I had to explain this to one of my coworkers because uh, the steel mill that I work at, um, a lot of the people came from uh, Indiana, where the the home base of this company is. Um, and they're like, fuck Texas, y'all are too proud. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, do me a favor. What is Indiana's origin story? What is California's origin story? You know, outside of, of the original 13 colonies in Texas, there's really not a storied origin for each state. And, and that's why Texas has so much pride is because everything that it went through to be what it is today. Texas celebrates its history. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it's required in, in elementary, junior high and high school, uh, Texas history classes. I respect the hell out of that. 
and I can I, I can respect taking pride in things for sure. Um, the 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 level of admirations that Texans have, and if you watch uh, what's it called, American Sniper, there's one line where Bradley Cooper goes into the Navy recruiter's office, and the recruiter's trying to talk him out of being a SEAL. He says the hardest thing you're ever going to do. It's you know the equivalent of special forces. It, 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 it's an insane program, and Bradley Cooper just looks him at the eye and says, "I'm from Texas, sir. We don't quit." And I was like, "Oof." <laughs> I think <clears throat> I think rural Texas kind of embodies the the older morals and the older culture of you know when. Somebody shakes your hand, you stand up. You never shake somebody's yeah. hand sitting down. Like that, that's stuff you're taught from from it's, I, I yes, ma'am, no, sir. Yeah. And, and and rural Texas or just outside of Austin, Houston, and Dallas, that's everybody. And that's just how it is. And you know, I have people older than me and younger than me saying yes, sir, no, sir, because that's how everybody here was raised. And I know a lot of other people were around the country. But it's just overwhelmingly that way, and uh, it, it it stays that way. You know, I'm not a cowboy. You know, I'm I'm, I'm partly country. You know, I've, my family's got land. I've stretched barbed wire. You know, but I'm not a fucking cowboy, and I'm never going to claim to be a fucking cowboy. But that mentality is is definitely ingrained in the culture here. And and I like being able to like outside of okay, I'm gonna say some nice stuff about California before I say anything negative about California. California, I used to uh spend all my summers in Lemoore, which is uh central California, about an hour north of Bakersfield, uh half hour south of Fresno, like that area. Um, a lot of dairy farms out there. Um but from there it was great because you're only four hours from Disneyland. You're four hours from the Sequoias. You're two hours from Pismo beach. Like it was like perfectly located and California by far has some of the best landscapes across the entire fucking nation. Like if you haven't seen the Sequoias in person, like we've all seen it in return of the Jedi, you know, (laughs) with the Ewoks, we've all seen it on TV. We've all seen it in the movies. But if you haven't seen it in person, you haven't if you haven't driven through a tree, you haven't experienced it. If you haven't experienced Pismo Beach or or shit, 90% of the beaches in, in LA County, right there on, on the coast, or, or San Diego, like some of the most gorgeous beaches you're gonna get. Water's cold as fuck, but absolutely gorgeous. Just and and Anywhere in the smaller city or smaller towns, smaller cities, everybody there is the same way we are in Texas as far as minus the, the, the accent, you know, they don't, nobody says y'all there. They look at you weird when you say y'all, but outside of that, the mentality and, and the culture is very similar as far as the respect to other people. Um, to some degree, the politics is, is, is very similar. And then you get to the cities, and that's when you deal with the, the, uh, oh, I don't know what happened to Rob. I'm flying solo, like totally solo, because my beautiful wife isn't here. Um, I hope he comes back. Yep, there he is. What the hell happened? Sorry, man. Did I just blink out? Yeah, yeah. I took a screenshot. I apologize. Uh, I didn't realize it was going to, like, blink me out. I was like, where did Rob go? I was like, uh, I was, I was, I was really worried about having to finish the show by myself. No, sorry, man. I, I, uh, didn't mean to do that. You were, you were waxing eloquent about California and about some of the, the, uh, great features of it. So I grew up in the Redwoods. I grew up in exactly what you're talking about. Um, California will destroy any other city in, in America scenic wise. We have the best beaches. I don't care what anyone says. I will put any beach in America up against like Mission Beach, Pacific Beach. Um, if Are I you were including to- Hawaii in that or just continental? Yes. Bold, That's a bold statement. statement. I will, I will, 
if I could do it without being beaten or arrested, I would take pictures of Pacific Beach and the ladies that live there. I will put them up against anybody, anywhere. Okay. Um, San Diego has some of the most beautiful women, first of all, and the greatest beaches ever. And I'm 15 minutes away from the beach. I mean, there are, there are many things about California that aren't super great. And you can, you can list them off. I mean, there, there's so many things that people are complaining about. The first thing is the cost. Yes, it is, one of, it is one of the most expensive places to live in the country, but it's still like third or fourth on the list behind Manhattan, San Francisco, a few other places. But I don't complain about it. You never hear me complaining about the cost of living in Southern California. Why? I chose this life. And if you're complaining about how much stuff costs, start an income stream, start your own company, make some more money. Okay. I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for you if you spend your money on stupid shit and then you complain about where you live. Period. Dot. What have you spent <laughs> money on the stupid, JD? Oh, I, I, Kat and I spend entirely too much money on Halloween shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would say worth it because it's fun. It, it and, is okay to spend money on fun shit that makes you laugh. And, and hibachi. <laughs> Hibachi is is my guilty pleasure. Like we eat there entirely too much. Oh, I thought you meant like a little grill, like the actual. No, no, no. Like going going to eat hibachi. Like that is even though I have a, I have a blackstone flat top, and and I cook my own hibachi. But sometimes it's nice for other people to cook it for you. Isn't hibachi that place where they make the little volcano for you? Yeah, yeah. Tricks and they flip a fish in your fucking wife's mouth or something yeah Crazy. but they, they they got that big griddle and they're cooking the the vegetables the rice the the meats everything all at once and uh, i've tried probably six times to make that onion volcano and uh <laughs> all i've done is make a fucking mess and and singe my beard hair don't emulate the pros first of all i think they go <laughs> fucking hibachi school for that shit all right so don't try and don't try and like don't try and recreate the magic just don't. It's an experience. We got something here called Benihana. I need to check that shit out. Um, but getting back to California and Texas, uh, there are, like I said, there there are good and bad of living either state. But I was born in California. I think it's an amazing place. I came back after my active duty service. I created this crazy life. I, I don't even... My life is like the fucking twilight zone, to be honest. I failed at high school. I failed at two colleges. There's no reason I should be in my dream apartment in like a nice area of San Diego, just doing whatever the fuck I want to do every single day, JD. And I'm grateful every fucking day. I wake up. I'm like, holy shit, this is my life. I should be working in a bowling alley. And just the fact that I get to work with my friends, help other veterans, and help people advance their businesses for some shit that I taught myself. I didn't go to school for is a blessing from God, the universe, Cthulhu, whoever. And I am, I am eternally grateful. Cthulhu, man, that's a whole another conversation right there. I'm just saying it's not lost on me how great my life is. And I, every day, dude, I will never take this for granted. I, I am so fucking happy with my life every day. And I, I hope, I hope everybody has a sliver of happiness or achieve some degree of happiness in their life to where they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. That's uh that's pretty goddamn deep. That's that's way deeper than I than I usually go. I'm just I'm 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 I know there's a lot of dead air right now, but I'm just kind of absorbing like all of that real quick. <clears throat> we live like kings. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine living there on my income, though, versus living here on my income because we live like kings here by yeah. comparison. Like, uh, I have a 3,100 square foot, four bed, three bath, two living rooms, fireplace, big yard, gigantic fucking oak trees that, that tower over the house. And I paid well under 300000 for it. And I saw something the other day on the news, and it was like, it was the five least expensive houses in Los Angeles. And 
they were all listed at three ninety nine. So don't compare L.A. to San Diego, first of all. But just That's but just California, like just yeah. just L.A. So let's just take L.A. Just that subsect. The cheapest house on the market is four hundred thousand yeah, dollars, almost a half million dollars for a two bedroom that was eight hundred square foot. Like, holy shit. And there was bars on the windows and, and bars on the doors. Like, this isn't even a nice fucking house. Yeah. Like, that, it's just so foreign to me to think that that's even possible. It's demand, though. You have to remember, like, prices adjust according to demand and where people live. And that's why I haven't bought property. I, I wouldn't buy property in San Diego. But I'll, I'll be a dirty renter and have that flexibility to do whatever I fucking want to do. And, dude, you have to remember, though, also. I live alone. I don't have kids. I, I'm just supporting my stupid ass. And I have an apartment with a spiral staircase, tall ass ceilings, like floor to ceiling windows, New York style. And trust me, I am happy as a pig and shit. Like I absolutely never expected to have shit like this when I was a little kid. I was like, dude, I didn't even know if I'm going to go to college. And my, <sighs> my life every day, it, it just, I, I'm so grateful for it, honestly. So appreciate what you have. I mean, that's it. Oh, we do. man, Kat and I are actually having a conversation last week about um we were like, remember when we were younger and we we're like, man, if we can just make fifty thousand dollars between the two of us, you imagine how badass it's gonna be. Yeah. And then it was, man, if I could break sixty grand by myself, you realize how badass that's gonna be. Oh man, do you man, can you imagine both of us making, you know, a hundred thousand combined? how badass it's going to be. And it's like, we keep that, that checkered flag keeps getting pushed farther and farther and farther. And, and we're still fucking broke. (laughs) We make so much more money than we used to, but, but man, we're always doing shit. Like, especially with the kids, like going to baseball games and going on day trips, like vacations. And, but you know what you're investing in your kids you're investing in your future. You're investing in something great and and being able, I'm not trying to get too fucking heavy on this, but being able to give your kids a great childhood without spoiling them is a hell of an experience. That is part of the parent parenting experience. I don't have kids. I had a pretty bad childhood. I'm not going to say horrible. I wasn't abused. I was neglected for sure. Um, but the fact that your kids are going to grow up and say, hey, our parents took care of us. They stayed together. They gave us experiences. I remember all this shit. We went on vacation, all this stuff. Your kids are going to fondly look back on what you and Kat did for them. You They're to- going to fondly look back on it after we finish paying for all their therapy sessions. Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that we fucked them up somewhere. <laughs> like, actually, I'm, not, I'm more than pretty sure. I'm... I'm I'm fucking certain that somehow we fucked each one of these kids up. I'm just saying they grew up in a house. They grew up with two parents. That's rare these days. And don't, don't fucking overlook how important that is. I moved 16 times in my childhood, 16 in the same town between like first grade and 11th grade. And it was just, it was fucking traumatic, dude. And and sorry, I'm not trying to get fucking heavy. Like we're trying to keep this light. But I appreciate what you and Kat do for your kids because they have stability and that's going to make them better people. I sure the fuck hope so. Like, I think honestly, like that is, I used to fear a lot of stupid shit and then I used to fear like some really legit shit. But my biggest fear now is like that my kids are way better than, than what I was or what I am and that I'm not fucking them up somehow. And that they succeed. And they don't fucking hate me at some point, which I know they're gonna hate me. They all go every all go through that phase, but but that's definitely the biggest fear is, is just making sure that they're set up. I'll tell you, they might hate you in their teens and they'll appreciate you in their twenties. And I, dude, I had so much anger at my mom um through my twenties for so many reasons. And when I hit my thirties, I started to understand. I'm like, okay, she went through this, this, and this. Maybe there's a reason that she turned to some drugs or became an alcoholic or 
you know, all this different stuff. I mean, she had me at 21 for fuck's sake. And she went through a lot of things in her childhood, horrible shit. And when you get older, you get wisdom, you get perspective. Your, your kids are going to appreciate you and Kat so much, dude. I hope so. Like, <clears throat> man, this, this whole conversation went way different than I expected to, but I, I, but I appreciate it though. Cause it's, it's organic. It's not planned. Like I, I like the way it's turning out. So, uh, I went into it with a plan and, and it just completely went the completely opposite direction, which is that's fucking life in general. That's, that's how it always works out. And I don't mind getting deep and heavy, especially, you know, if that's where it takes us, that's where it takes us. And I'll just change the, uh, the title of the podcast for this episode later on. Fuck it. Rob um, breaks down the show. <laughs> childhood. <laughs> yeah. JD can't accomplish shit solo. Where the fuck is cat? <laughs> Man, uh, okay, let's get back on the uh, on the California Texas thing. Uh, and again, I I, I want to steer clear of any of the politics and that shit. But one of the things that, outside of loving everything about Texas, uh, that I love about Texas over California is I can go shoot whenever the fuck I want. Pretty much, I can just call up a friend and be like, hey, can I come over and shoot for a while? Because we have, so much of our friends have land, and lots of land, or we have land, you know, I, I hunt hog and, and deer and rabbit out of my mom's place. I don't always shoot stuff, but I, I can go hunting. <laughs> and But I can just go shoot. I mean, shit, we had a landowner um, donate 140 acres to my veteran organization. Uh, it's not in our name, but we kind of have like a lifetime lease of that property. Uh, 80 acres of it was uh, quarry. So we turned that quarry into a shooting range. So now we have uh, rifle ranges, long rifle ranges, you know, 325 yards, uh, pistol ranges, skeet and trap. And this is all just like, hey, let's go. Let's go shoot, guys. And then we're barbecuing and drinking and and. I have, you know, 30 round magazines, 100 round drums, you know, all that shit that you can't have in California. Like, we're like open carry, open carry rifles, open carry pistols, doesn't fucking matter. I mean, do I do stupid shit like that? No, but I have the ability to. I, I drove out with the, the previous, the Texas girl. I drove out with a bunch of Marines she worked with and we went out in a shooting expedition. And I, I remember I have an old picture I put on Facebook of me holding a pistol like this by the handle. <laughs> and it was hilarious. <laughs> wearing an Air Force t-shirt because, you know, run with it. But we had to drive out like three hours into the fucking desert. It was probably 95, maybe over a hundred. It was, it was ridiculous conditions. The guy in charge of it was a former Marine, so he gave a safety brief before we started, and those guys pulled out guns I've never fucking seen, and we were pulling out, like, metal targets, all kinds of shit. We were shooting in a junkyard in a fucking mountain, and it was like a ghetto shooting range, but it was it was very fun. It was it was a good time, um, but I, I like the fact that some states are a lot more uh, lenient on gun ownership and, and supportive of it. Because California's gun laws are ridiculous. They are fucking crazy. And and I feel like gun laws only hurt legal gun owners. That's how I feel. And I'm a Californian. I don't have traditional views that the average person would think. Um, I love guns. I think they're fucking awesome. Um, they're fun to shoot. They they are if you if you have a good instructor and you have good people to shoot with, it's a great bonding experience. For people that are like completely anti-gun. Go fucking shoot one. Go try it out. Shit. Go take a class. That's the biggest thing is is if you've never shot a gun, go to a legit gun range where they rent guns, they have instructors, and go through it and, and, and learn safely. Like because like here in tech, like I think I shot my first 12 gauge at like nine or ten years old, and it fucking put me on my ass because the, the gun was taller than I was. It's a good lesson, though. And uh, I, I was shooting a twenty-two when I was shit younger, probably the the age of my youngest kid right now. You know, it's and all of my kids have have fired guns, but it's like standing there right next to them. 
They're learning the safety first. They're learning never point at anything you're not willing to destroy. Uh, the the number one rule is is every gun is a loaded gun, whether it's loaded or not. And and I think if that was carried across, and everybody took their fucking politics out of it, yeah, I think it would it would be a lot better in the long run. I, I think so too. And I don't have a problem. I, I think there should be a, a, a merit or a point system to where if somebody's a former LEO or former military, they should have points towards buying a certain type of gun. I don't think everyone should have the right to buy an AR unless they qualify, to be honest. High capacity magazine, shit like that, like crazy shit. Um, I know I just lost some fans with that one. I don't give a fuck. Um, I am all for people that don't have criminal records or domestics in their fucking record, you know, getting whatever gun they want. Don't get me wrong. And I don't believe in taking guns or any shit like that. Um, I just feel like we need to clamp down on people that are selling them on the black market. That that's really where a lot of problems. But what's the, but define black market. If I sold a gun to you because you wanted it, I didn't want that one anymore. Is that considered black market? See, and that's there's there's registered that that's a very slippery slope going down that road as far as legalities go and and legislation goes. So if it were up to me, I could buy a fucking tank and and a fucking F-15 if I had the money. Like in my mind, it's very clear shall not be infringed. I want to be able to have everything my government has to protect myself from them because that's. Essentially, that's what the Second Amendment's all about. It's not, it's not about hunting. It's not about anything else. It's about protecting yourself, protecting your property, and protecting your family. Absolutely. So here, here's the answer. Came to me real quick after a couple of uh, vodkas. The answer is, you should have to pay for my background check. If I pass it, good to go. There's too yeah. many people fucking selling guns willy-nilly to lunatics. If you sell, if you're going to sell it to me, you file a piece of paper with the government. You say, "Hey, Garcia passed the background check. Here's the copy. Good to go. No problem." But then that that creates a de facto registry. What? Why shouldn't we have a registry? To a point. Why, why does why does that. why does anybody need to know what I own? They they don't need to know everything you own. So maybe we need to treat it like pit bulls to where there's just an added degree of responsibility for certain types. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think so? No, no. So, so you and I aren't going to agree on all this and, and we're not going to, we can carry on this conversation forever. And I love a good healthy debate, especially when there's no name calling and there's none, none of that shit going back and forth. Like we, we obviously respect each other, respect each other's opinions. Um, but I want to steer it back off the politics because uh, that's not what this show is about. We're about dick and fart jokes and uh, you and I being chair force. What the fuck do we know about guns? Right. <laughs> you're more qualified than I am because you're AFSC. I'll say that. <clears throat> yeah. I know, I know a thing or two. Cause I shot a thing or two. Right. Dude. The coolest thing about, about uh, qualifying on some of the weapons I got to qualify on was uh, at uh, camp Bullis outside of San Antonio. They have a, uh, that's where you qualify on like the different machine guns, uh, the law rockets, you know, like the shoulder fired rockets and shit like that. And all they have, it's just this giant fucking field filled with old train cars and fire trucks and boats and, and bread vans. And, and all you do is you just fucking unload on them. That is probably the funnest several days of my life is just going through thousands of rounds, just, destroying cars like i wish i could do that again I, there's uh, actually a ranch in texas where uh they've done all the paperwork with the government their ffl paperwork and you can go and rent and shoot a tank like live round fucking tanks and and fully automatic weapons you know it's not fucking cheap otherwise i'd have already been there but yeah there's a ranch in texas where you can go and do that Vegas has some crazy fucking gun programs where you can go shoot off like 
50 cals, like all these crazy fucking guns, and they'll set up all these wild targets. I guess in Vietnam, you can fire rocket launchers at cows. Like, there are some really <laughs> wild experiences out there. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it, it is an amazing experience that a lot of people should have. And I'm going to answer Wade Saxton's question, caliber and concealability. Um, anyway. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what was the question? I'm, I'm going through it. Semi-automatic uh, pistol and semi-automatic AR-15. And I'm not a gun guy for fuck's sake. Like I, I, I I'm not. I, I think if you have no record, like no criminal record, and I think if you're a veteran or a cop, you can look at any fucking gun you want. I don't give a shit what kind. I don't care if you have a fucking machine gun outside of your house. Amen. I'm, I'm all for lawful gun ownership for fucking sure. And especially for veterans and cops because they've been trained in it and they have discipline. I mean, do we really have discipline? <laughs> how, I'm saying cops and military a lot more than the average fucking uh, dipshit that didn't serve, to be honest, or a fucking paintballer. Uh, Airsofters, the ones. <laughs> Dude, those airsoft guns are fucking ridiculous, though. We got one for my son, and it's an AR 15. It's yeah. the same weight, same dimensions. Like if it didn't have the orange tip on it, like you would never know unless you like actually went, opened up the bolt and, and looked. Like it is legit. I'm like, holy fuck. Somebody's gonna get someone's gonna do something stupid. They're gonna fuck around and find out with one of them things. <laughs> they have in the past, man. People spray painting airsoft guns and paintball guns and shit and just leads to bad stuff. So <sighs> What else is a huge difference between California and Texas outside of the, the stuff that we've already listed? Yeah, we, t we talked about the pride. We talked about the ladies. We talked about... Um, Ooh, hamburgers. What's that? What, what, is, what, what do you have? Do you all have what, Carl's Jr. is y'all's burger joint? Or in and out? In and out is Trash. what California's... Have you had one? It's fucking garbage. Have you had one? Yes. Okay, elite. Okay, if you've had one and say it's trash, I now I In and Out does have really good fries though. Fuck, I was just gonna say the fries are garbage. What? What? Put those goddamn cardboard fries against like a Wendy's or a Burger King. But uh, the thing about their fries, at least when I went there, like they're made like kachunk. They fucking cut the potato right there and fucking fry them up. They're not. There's no preservatives and all that other shit. It was fresh as fuck. Okay, fresh made. I just don't like the size of them. I think they're tiny. I'm just not a fan. I think a protein style in and out burger might be the best burger I've ever had. Short of a Wendy's like double stack. Dude, no fucking Whataburger all the way. Whataburger was actually, there was an article that came out, um, I guess about a month, month and a half ago. Uh, Whataburger has the healthiest cheeseburger um, for any chain restaurant in America. Nice. So we got that going for us. Nice. See, and, and uh, even even Mark agrees that uh, Whataburger with three exclamation points behind it. Uh, Wade's talking about White Castle. Um, I have never had White Castle. I want to have it. I have buddies that that are from up north that have they just rave about it. And I I just don't understand the whole like ordering seventeen burgers. Like, why not just make a, a burger size burger? JD, I gotta ask a favor. Yeah. Can you cut me loose for like 60 seconds? Actually, uh, we got to start wrapping it up anyways. It's already that time. So the vodka's going right through me, man. <laughs> so uh, perfect timing anyways, because we do have to wrap it up. Uh, thank you all for watching or listening uh, to us uh, on South Paul's Tales from the Barstool. I am sorry my beautiful wife did not get to uh, join us tonight. Uh, she'll be back with us next week. Um, she better fucking be back with us. This is, this is a hard show to carry by yourself. Fuck. Uh, Rob, thank you for being on. Thank you all for watching. Uh, you have any final words? No, I just want to say, um, you know, appreciate wherever you're at, whether it's California, Texas, wherever you're at in this great country. Appreciate it. So, yeah, everything that was said was all in fun today. Um, everybody should love where they're at. If not, get the fuck out. That, that's... 
<laughs> this is keep it simple. Love you out or get the fuck out. Um, but with that, we're going to call it a night. If you're out drinking or you plan on going out to drink, please make sure you find a sober ride home. Stay where you're at. Uh, Uber, call a friend. Call me if you're in the local area. Um, I'll definitely come and get you. But uh, we love you guys, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>